Blog Talk Radio. Welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Hooter Root Work Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Evan Lionheart of evanlionheart.com in New Jersey, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood of luckymojo.com in Forestville, California, Conjurman of conjurmanconsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California, and this week's special guest. Papa Newt of PapaNewt.com on finding a new job. Together they will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as defined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first let's catch up with our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman. Ms. Kat? Hi. Well, Evan, it's this is going to be a special show. It's... Um a two-announcer show, an ex-announcer as guest, and you as an announcer. I just said hey. So um, how have things been with you, Evan? What's going on in your world? Well, pretty good. Just uh, getting ready for the festival and, of course, keeping busy with my shop and um, you know, doing a lot of writing for my blog and uh, things of that nature. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. How about you, Ms. Kat? Oh, I've been very, very busy, and um, oh my gosh, Um, uh, let's see, I have been working in the shop because we um, have lost, you know, more employees, so we're really down to a skeleton crew. It's kind of funny, um, this show coming along about finding a job, maybe someone will be inspired to apply for a job at Lucky Mojo. Um, But I've been working, um, I'd say, you know, about a half a day's um, work uh, five days a week, maybe even a little longer, five hours a day at the shop. So that's been eating into my time. So I'm a little behind on all my festival goodies doing, but I'm I'm getting there. And I have been working on my um, Patreon pages. This last page that just went out um, was called In the Realm of the Readers. And it is the uh, opening of a door to the historical biographical encyclopedia of every small town, small psychic reader I can find a business card for or a newspaper ad, something that's, you know, some ephemera. And I just, I kind of, this is the the door just creaking open. But eventually there is going to be at yourweightandfate.com entries for all of these people talking about who they are and what they did. And the time period is from 1850 to the year 2000, 150 years of psychic readers. And one wow. reason for doing this, is, yeah, I know, <laughs> it's like it's one reason for doing impressive. this, 
<laughs> Thanks. Is um, to find out who knew each other, how many of them were root workers, because many of them were root workers, and what kind of psychic reading was popular during the different decades. This is an attempt to do some historical research that will benefit any kind of um, sociological um, researchers who you know don't have the spare time to do this kind of work that I do for free. So we'll find out how many of them were clairvoyants, how many of them were spiritualist mediums, how many of them lived in Kansas, how many of them lived in Boston, how many of them were Latino, how many of them were black, how many were white, how many were Asian, or how many were um, uh, South Asian, Indians, also set up in America as psychic readers during the 19th and 20th centuries. So, um, and then there's, of course, people um, who took on identities that were not their own ethnic culture, and that'll also be noted. You know, how many white women declared themselves to be uh, Romani? How many black people declared themselves to be South Asian? <laughs> right? So, it's uh, basically an, an attempt to. Um, provide a database i don't i mean it's going to be it's a large project i've been working on it for about 60 years and this is the first time it has ever gone online so that's what i've been doing this week and boy i just like i said i just gave you the the fingernail pairing you know what i'm saying there (laughs) there's a whole body this was a little trim off the fingernail um if if it, people are interested in it, it will grow fast. If people show no interest and there are very few visitors and few patrons uh, comment on it, it'll it'll subside. It'll keep on growing, but at a very slow rate. I I tend to go where the interest is. You know, if people like tea rooms, I'll do tons of tea rooms. If they mm-hmm, want to know mm-hmm. about psychic readers um, of the 1920s, um, I will comply with tons of information so that's what i've been doing so how about how about (laughs) yeah right well you know i've got all these neurons and they gotta you know they gotta connect to the universe before i drop dead right because if they otherwise (laughs) you know what i'm saying i gotta connect these neurons to the internet all right um so how about you contraman what have you been doing I I'm doing great, but not. I mean, I, I consider myself a very productive Taurus. A cat knows I have a pretty strong work ethic. I work very hard. You just blew me out of the water with what you just mentioned. I'm like, I gotta. There's no nothing I'm doing comes even close to how it, how impressive this is. And I don't think people quite realizing. I actually called you the archivist supreme in the chat room. That's your new title for now, the archivist <laughs> supreme. Because I don't I don't think people quite understand what the work that's being done here. This is historical detective work. This is mm-hmm. basically yeah. going into the past, taking the debris of the past, what, what uh, Walter Benjamin calls the catastrophe that is the past, just mm-hmm. people's fragments and being able to piece that together. Why should we care? So uh, I know I know you asked me about how I'm doing, but I gotta I gotta rant a little bit about this because this is so crucial. Why do people care about this project like this? Oh, who cares about the psychic readers? Because every day we hear people talk about their ancestors. What about were there ever uh, black astrologers? What were they? Were there Hispanic tarot readers? Were there um, uh, Indian crystal ball readers? Guess what? There were. This right. is the work. This is the ancestral work. If you're looking for a spiritual ancestor, not just a blood ancestor, but the ancestor of of a psychic worker, 
of a person who read cars cards a hundred years ago. This is it. This is how you make those connections. It's why people like Marie Laveau end up becoming showing up on people's altars, right? Why do people put mm-hmm. up a, uh, an image of Marie Laveau? Because we know her history. Because we know mm-hmm. her story. But there's so much more than Marie Laveau out there. There's so many other stories that we don't know. And knowing those stories is how you build a spiritual connection to these individuals, how you build your own practice. It's also just really cool, fascinating history. So Cat the Archive is Supreme. This is such a, such a cool project, and, and I'm super thrilled you mentioned it. Yeah, well, you know, actually, if you have been following me, and I know you have, Contraman, and, and a mm-hmm. few others have too, I have a page, and maybe uh, if someone could type it in, it's called HyattInformants.html. Um, mm-hmm. This is a page on the names that I could find of the people whom Harry Hyatt interviewed. He interviewed 1,600 African-American root workers, some of them professional, most of them just, you know, home domestic practitioners. And that um, material has been something I've been doing since around mm, 1990 or 1994, something like that. That went online at some point, and I keep on adding to it. Um, But I haven't been adding to it as much lately as I was at one point because of Mm -hmm. the whole, the late unpleasantness with UCLA who claimed they would sue me if I kept it up. Um, They've now shut up and gone away, but they kind of clipped my wings and my enthusiasm a little bit. So that Hyatt Informants page um, also contains some subsidiary page about families of root workers. And this is what's interesting to me. I have had clients call me who actually are members of those families of root workers, Mm -hmm, um, particularly from Virginia, um, the Dennis family and so forth. And they go, yeah, you know, and my name is Timmons. And I'm like, your name is Timmons. Okay, well, then, like, you know, hi. (laughs) right? And they didn't know that their ancestors had been either interviewed by Harry Hyatt or described by a practitioner who had gone to their ancestor. So this um, is this kind of submerged iceberg, the Harry Hyatt informants. Mm -hmm. There's also the Nubel Niles Puckett informants um, who were also named, and and they need to be brought out. This um, material that I'm working on right now is another way in, and it's through paper ephemera. So Mm -hmm. these are people for whom... Business cards and newspaper ads, flyers, pamphlets, and even books exist that they wrote. And right. There's two types of sources. There's primary sources, the ads that they paid for, the business cards they distributed, and so forth. That's a primary source. And then there are secondary sources, which are, you know, somebody decides to write either a, a sarcastic, satirical, and mocking article about mm-hmm. card readers at Halloween in Toledo, Ohio, right? You know what I'm saying? That kind of an right, article. We've right. all seen those articles. But they go out, they go from reader to reader to reader, and they describe them and they name them. That's a secondary source. And one reason that it is secondary is that the person may deliberately falsify or err through um, inadvertent non, uh, non-observance what they see. In other words, they might say, oh, this person is old and walks with a shuffle, 
they don't say, yes, and he's 87 years old and has been doing this for 60 years. So they make him seem feeble and stupid. So you have to be very careful with secondary sources that they are respectful. Not all of them are. Especially white people writing about black people tend to be disrespectful. And... Mm -hmm. um, and anybody writing about Jewish people, white people writing about Jewish people, yeah, tend to be yeah. disrespectful. And so you have to kind of get around that. I also have another website called Southern Spirits. And um, Southern Spirits is um, a place where I have um, – nobody put up that link, and I was hoping someone would. And I'm not seeing it. Can someone do that? Put up a link to the Hired Informants page, please. And also put up a link to Southern Spirits because um, um, I can't type while I'm talking. <laughs> so, um, so that is a place where interviews with root workers have been logged, but those aren't professional root workers mostly. A few are, but most of them were just people who, um, who were uh, just interviewed at some point. Okay, so nobody's typing. Have we lost the chat room? Have we lost uh, I'm not I'm not sure what's going on with the chat. I put in Southern Spirits, but I... Hmm, but I, I see nothing. I just, I just typed the word links. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I, think we've lost, okay. I think we've lost the chat room because I'm I only seeing my comments. Yes, I'm only seeing mine, and I put it in there, too. I'll try and restart it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm only get seeing back mine to the chat room. Okay. Sorry, to, sorry to disrupt the audio here by talking about technical things, but there is a problem, so we need to get that fixed. Thank you, Nagashiva. Well, anyway, um, let's let's get back to what else is going on, and we're we're spending precious minutes here talking about this. So let's let's go on to our topic. Um, I know, Conjurman, you and I have talked before about the state of the economy, the state oh, yeah. of the um, pandemic, the state of politics. We talk about that almost every week, mm -hmm. and. Um, Right before the show, you were mentioning that the um, – well, go ahead and tell me what you were saying about how they've put the mask mandate back where you are. Yeah, so one of the things that, that we've really been, been struggling with is the issue of mask mandates for indoor, whether indoor seating, businesses, et cetera. Um, I teach at a university. I'm a professor, and, and one of the kind of weird things that was happening is that up until like a week ago, there was no mask mandate for the fall semester. Um, mm -hmm. And nobody was, was was putting it in. And then just a few days ago, uh, the number of cases upticked and we moved into another, I don't know if it's a color scheme or level scheme anymore. I don't even know what it is. But we moved into another one and now we're back to a mask mandate indoors. But it's it's a very bizarre moment in which we're kind of looking at 2020 and repeating some of those mistakes. I mean, we reacted way too slowly to the pandemic in 2020. Mandates came really slow, and it was a little bit of a disaster. And it seems like we're doing the same thing with the Delta variant. Even, I mean, universities, which were, are supposed to be kind of at the forefront of tackling stuff like this, they're moving very slow. Businesses are moving very slow. So we just got our mask mandate back. I know where you're at in Northern California, they're actually a lot better when it comes to mask mandates. They've, they've had it for a while now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've had it for a couple of weeks again. And, yep. um, yeah. you know, it's been quite a, quite a thing. I mean, uh, and meanwhile, we have this topic, and we're going to get to this in the context um, yeah. of, of um, 
the uh, in the context of the pandemic. So let's bring on Papa Newt. Um, our former announcer, and I also know that in the chat room, Doc Murphy is, and she's been a, a substitute announcer too. We still haven't been able to bring back the chat room, and I'm not even sure if anyone can hear this or if the show is recording. I'm now a little concerned, um, but because I, I see no posts from Nagashiva at all, so I'm just going on with what we got and hoping. Yeah. What? I can hear you. I think everything's fine on the sound end. Yeah, I think sound okay. is working. It's just the chat. It happened some. It happened to me once before. Yeah. The the chat just kind of fell apart. Okay, great. All Poppin, right. Well, Poppin uh, can I ask a may I ask a favor, Shiva? Can you send a private message to one of the people in chat and ask if they can hear the recording? Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So let's bring on Papa Newt. Um, this is kind of interestingly symbolic of the state of looking for jobs these days, isn't it, Papa Newt? <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. It is. It's just... um, welcome, uh, old friend. Welcome. Yeah. Uh, welcome. You. Welcome to the show. Um, well, tell us what's been going on in your world, and um, and then we'll start our, our actual panel discussion. Yeah. Oh gosh, you know, it's just. Um, just kind of doing a lot of my work and preparing for the festival that's coming up next month and and just doing my work here in Omaha. At the same time, just trying to keep an, uh, uh, an ear out to what is going on or any of my friends who happen to work in the medical field, um, like my dear friend, Miss Beth, I, I'm just like, what's going on? What, you know, because we have like certain mm-hmm. events coming up you know, personal events that places are putting together. And now I had one in Iowa City that's like, no, we're just, you know, we're not going to do this. It's, and I'm actually more grateful for that. <laughs> so I don't know. It, it, it's back to uncertainty. Hmm. It is a, mm. it is a, an interesting time. You mentioned the festival, and I ought to get in a little plug for that. Uh, September 11th and 12th, 2021, um, the Virtual Hoodoo Heritage Festival. Get your tickets. You can go to hoodooheritagefestival.com and um, buy your tickets. And this is our second virtual festival. And it's so funny, when we said we were going to do this one virtual because we weren't sure, and people began Mm -hmm. to say, oh, come on, open it up, we'll do it, we'll do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, we were right. We are good psychics. Um, (laughs) Yes. uh, But we're still... (laughs) We are still in mask mandate, and so is you know half the country, the half that accepts that these things. And uh, so the Hoodoo Heritage Festival is going to be virtual by Zoom, and there will be ten workshops, about an hour each. And everybody on this show uh, is going to be presenting. Um, Papa Newt will be presenting on uh, in a panel called Overcoming Hardships, and um, the. Uh, Contraband Workshop will be Mm -hmm. on uh, protection against um, dark arts. And uh, Evan will be presenting on astrology, beginning astrology, how to to work with it. And, and, oh, the chat log is back. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, we lost everything that was typed in between, but um, Shiva made a copy of it. And um, refresh the page, and the chant is back, says Nagashiva. Thank God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. Um, The tech wizard, Nagashiva. Yeah, tech wizard. Um, 
And um, let's see, and I'm doing a, a, a workshop on uh, down-home sex magic. And so there we go. And some of the other things that are coming out are um, books and, and other workshops. And over the course of the next few weeks, we're going to have some other speakers who are going to be part of the festival. And um, so, um, yep, that's it. Now, let's get to the idea of, of looking for a new job. Boy, I'm telling you, this is this is a crazy time. The Lucky Mojo, we've lost two more employees. We are down oh, to a skeleton crew. We have a shipping department. We have an office uh, order entry, and we have um, a production department, and um, that's it. <laughs> um we had to close down our candle services because we had no candle server. And we cannot open up, even with the mask mandate in Sonoma County, we can't open the shop because we have no one to serve customers. So we're just mm. we're stri- we're strictly mail order right now, waiting for at least two more people to join our staff. If you need a job and want to come to Lucky Mojo, um, please consider it. Um, we're not just hiring random people, I mean, you know, dock workers who all of a sudden want to work in a shop. Um, We are hiring, unless they have a history of occultism, Um, we're hiring people who at least are magic positive, who know something about magic, understand what an occult shop is. They don't have to be well-trained. We train them. They don't have to be um, people who are um, students in my course or graduates. So, with that in mind, Papa Newt, um, let's talk about your topic. What do you have to say about how to do the magic to get a job? Right now in a, uh, what I could say, a, a worker's paradise, is <laughs> an old phrase. <laughs> it's a worker's paradise because there are so many people asking for employees. So what would you mm-hmm. do, Papa Newt? Oh, my goodness. I mean, I mean, the biggest thing is, you know, there is, because uh, uh, I've had a number of clients come in and, and look for jobs, and it's just like there is such a, a fear that is, is present that um, is, is a hindrance. So, of course, I'm always, mm-hmm. I'm, I am encouraging my clients, okay, be, okay let's, let's clean up, let's, let's do some cleansing real quick, and then that way we can clear that away, put that to the side or clear it away so that way you can get focused on applying the jobs. There, uh, that way, because, I mean, some, some of the things, yes, we need to pay attention to. It's, it's, it's factual. Things are going on, but we can't let it uh, uh, derail us. So yeah. uh, my biggest one, I just love, uh, and this uh, comes, uh, I, I love the three-mineral three, three mineral bath. It's just, a, a, I've been finding a really good one, the saltpeter, the, the, the uh, salt, kosher salt, or an Epsom salt, just kind of get, really blow things away. But if needed, if, of course, not everybody can get saltpeter on hand, basil, putting basil in just to bring in that peaceful of mind if needed. <laughs> Sometimes it is needed. But then it's time to go about and look. I mean, a lot of times that, uh, mm. applying for jobs is done online anymore. So, of course, getting yourself prepared, anointing your hands because you're going to be typing and filling out your forms. Um, uh, you know, steady work, of course. Is a wonderful uh, uh, crown of success. Is another one uh, that'd be great to anoint yourself to prepare. Um, 
and then even just working with your basic uh, herbs, even like my favorites, uh, some job-getting ones, of course, gravel root is a big one, mm-hmm. working mm-hmm. with gravel root, working with your John the Conqueror, especially in these really difficult times. John the Conqueror, the spirit of that, of that root is just... I think that starts working quite hard um, mm-hmm. as of as of late, and even um, working with those combinations just to get things moving, um, carrying them on you, um, just just to get something going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a there is a um, a lot that can be done for job getting. One thing that that you probably know about. Um, more than me, is that in the Catholic Church, and I know that you're a Catholic, in the Catholic Church there are um, patron saints for the different occupations. And not everyone is a Catholic, but I'm sure at least 10% of the people who listen to this show probably are. And um, 25% of people in the U.S. declare themselves to be Catholic, but not that many proportionally to who listen to this show, it would be a lower percentage. So, um, or have some familiarity. There's a web page um, called um, patronsaints.html. So, Lucky Mojo, I believe it, someone can type that in, luckymojo.com forward slash patronsaints.html. And in that page, there's a list of the patron saints, some of them by occupation, some of them by condition. In other words, different diseases or mental states of being. And um, those patron saints can be called upon if you want a job in the career that they uh, patronize or or act as intercessors in. I'm going to give you one example that just recently has been running in the Lucky Mojo Forum. And the Lucky Mojo Forum, in case you don't know about it, is forum.luckymojo.com. And you can ask questions there and we answer. And somebody asked about working with St. Peter. They had received Mm. some sort of spiritual guidance that they should work with St. Peter. So there's a thread on working with St. Peter. But they wanted to know more about St. Peter. What what are his offerings, they said. Well, offerings would come from an um, Afro-Caribbean tradition, and we explained that that wouldn't be straight-up Catholicism, it would be Afro-Caribbean Catholicism, but that there were other symbolisms of St. Peter, one of which is crossed keys. So St. Peter is the saint of key makers and locksmiths. But because he was a fisherman, he's also the patron saint of fishermen. So you would work with him. So what would you be giving him on an altar might be, um, if you came from a a food offering, ethnic, religious, cultural background, you would offer fish, right? But Mm -hmm. if you did not come from a food offering background, you would put up, crossed keys. And sometimes people will bind those keys with a little red thread and make them into an X. Mm-hmm. Like on the Hierophant card in, in the Tarot. Right. So, I mean, prayers are a great offering. Um, uh, yeah. You know, the little things, even uh, having a little mass or a little prayer during, a, you know, one of the ceremonies at, at your local church and mm-hmm. in, in, in the saint's honor. You know, those little things like that. Um, and, I mean, offerings to me, I mean, in, in 
how I was raised are like completely new. I do, I do like it. I, I do like mm-hmm. it. I don't go over the, over the top. It's, I keep it a lot simple. Um, mm-hmm. Little breads and things like that. Mm-hmm. And there are some traditions like Saint Expedite, which yeah, I'll mm-hmm. follow with working in him because I do find it quite helpful. The pound cake, the public um, thank you and such. But a lot of times mm-hmm. it is just the 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 offering up or prayers and 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 such that are. Mm-hmm. Just as good. Yeah, see, mm-hmm. what you stated was a much more, uh, you know, your background, and I don't think I'm going to say anything nobody knows, your background is Polish. And so Polish for you, yeah. what? Yeah, Polish, Czech, German, Irish, <laughs> you know. Okay, Polish, Czech, German, Irish. Okay. Well, your background, though, in Catholicism would include the saying of a mass. In other words, in those European cultures and among certain Americans, the connection to the Catholic Church is bigger, and so you would say a mass for as a way of honoring the saint. That's a very important thing that a lot of people want to go into Catholic saints who weren't born in that tradition, and they go, oh, well, I'm going to put fish out, and we're like, ah, um, why don't you just say a mass? <laughs> right? Yeah. We should mention that the uh, that the pandemic has brought a really unique situation when it comes to, to finding jobs. So this mm-hmm. isn't just your normal, everyday, run-of-the-mill attempt at getting a job. This is getting mm-hmm. a job in the circumstances of the pandemic because simultaneously there is a lack of employees. So you have bosses who are trying to get hire people but can't seem to hold on to them. Yet at the same time, there's also an increase in competition for certain jobs. And so what's happened is that because people are going, wait a minute, there are other options that exist out there. Maybe there's options of working at from home or there's options of going for that one position that I had never thought about applying before. Now I'm going to apply for it. And so as a person who has looked at applications during this process, um, we, had, we did an application pool uh, and we received uh, over 300 applications. So we're wow. in this – it's a very weird position. On one sense, you have the case of Lucky Mojo, right, where you can't even – employees are just not able to, to stick around because of the situation, because of family matters, because of whatever is going on, right? So employers are like, please, come, I'll hire you. And yet at the same time, they're also getting so many applications. So this is a very weird, contradictory moment. And the pandemic has brought that to the forefront. And so you should recognize two things. First and foremost, there is more freedom in the types of jobs you can apply for. I think you should be bold. You should be courageous. You should go for the job that you may not have thought about back in 2019. But now... You're like, wait a minute, maybe I should go for that office job. Maybe I should go for that job that says you need a BA, but my BA is in something completely different, right? Maybe you, you can apply for that. So be courageous, be bold, go find the job of your dreams. I think there's work that you can do around that. And then the second is to recognize that a lot of the work about getting hired is going to be standing out above the competition, so I tell clients to start kind of big, big picture. What do you want? What do you dream? When you close your eyes, what type of work makes you happy to get up in the morning? Because I do believe that you should find a job that makes you fulfilled. Don't just get a job, and you can, to pay the bill, but this is the time to dream big. So what do you really want? Write that down and do some attraction work around that. And once you've manifested it and you've applied for it, 
then you need to stand out about the, above the rest. And so what I say is throughout the application process, throughout the interview, whether you're doing it digitally or in person, have a gravel root in your pocket and salt in your pocket. You keep the two of those mm-hmm. together in your pocket. That helps you to stand out above the rest. The next, like Papa Newt mentioned, is John the Conqueror. Find a John the Conqueror root that is your ally and keep it in your other pocket. Both of the, all three of these, salt, gravel root, and John the Conqueror in your pocket will help you to stand up in the midst of the application pool. It makes you unique, it makes you stand out, and it helps you to overcome the odds and finally nail the job that you want. So I've got a two-pronged approach here. Manifest the dream, that you, the, the dream job that you want, and then make sure that you stand out above the competition. Don't just do attraction work. You've got to go a bit beyond that. You've got to be able to go, look at me, look at me dazzle. So in terms of mm-hmm. products, look me over products. Ooh, mm-hmm. what a secret weapon that can be in an interview. Look me over products are not just for love. They're great for love, but they're also, hmm, that application I want to take a second look at. That applicant I want to take a second look at. Those are, and that can be combined. For instance, if oh, you were yeah. going to use um, sachet powder, just as an example, you could um, combine "Look Me Over" with "Steady Work," yeah, and you might absolutely. even put in "Pay Me" if you want to, you know, get a little more money in, on the job offer, right? Yeah, or money drawing, or something mix. of that nature. Um, now, in the in the chat, um, people are saying, yes, people are now, because of all this pandemic, they've gotten so used to staying at home, they're starting home businesses. And yes. with the unemployment, Dr. Sweet says, with the unemployment benefits that are now coming out, which when people listen to the show five years from now, they'll go, gee, I wish I could have gotten some of those unemployment money. Uh, <laughs> too late. <laughs> it won't be here in five years. But right now, there's a big uh, amount of unemployment money circulating, basically trying to keep everything from crashing and burning. And um, honestly, we have come very close to a crash and burn, but they keep on staving it off by pumping more money, and now they've got this infrastructure bill. Mm-hmm. Lord yeah. knows if that infrastructure bill, there's going to be jobs aplenty, but in order to make that work, they are going to cut that unemployment because otherwise they won't have anybody to do the infrastructure work. It's like the old New Deal days on the WPA. The WPA built... Um, Works Progress Administration, it was called, built most of the infrastructure in the U.S. that we lived with through the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. Some of it is still in place, and Mm -hmm. it was built because they offered just a slight bit more than the average wage. Eventually, they set Mm -hmm. up a minimum wage. That had not existed prior to that. And when this infrastructure bill goes through, if you know if it all comes through the way it's supposed to, there will be jobs aplenty in those trades. And mm-hmm. and again, yep. if that's what you're looking for, gravel root and salt really go with um, that kind of work. That there's something yeah. about those that that just works yeah. that way. Back in the day, laying gravel on roads, I guess. But it's not gravel root is not gravel. It really refers to um, kidney stones, mm-hmm. which are called kidney gravel, and if you drink it, it'll flush out your kidney stones. A whole other medical uh, use for that herb. There's another thing that I would recommend in working with electronic applications, because 
we can talk about sachet powders on the back of a of an application form, and we can talk about um, wearing these perfumes, spiritual perfumes, but many applications mm-hmm. are electronic. And so I would recommend that you set up a triangle, a trinity of candles. And these can be small yeah. candles, one for look me over, one for pay me, one for steady work. Put your application uh, online, and you just have that triangle of candles burning while you're typing. So don't use yeah. big candles. We're not talking about vigil candles. It can be three birthday candles, but you dress one with each of those. And um, mm-hmm. those three candles can keep you on focus and on task while you apply online. When you're done, and enter your online application, and when you hit send, as soon as you hit send, lick your fingers and snuff the three candles out. Mm-hmm. Snuff out. Look me over first, and the then the steady work, then the pay me. And uh, you can reuse those candles if you make another application. But that job is done. You snuff those candles. You can. You could um, snuff them with a snuffer and never relight them and just uh, dispose of them. But I'm talking about licking your fingers and pinching them out And mm-hmm. um, if you're going to go on to do a second application. Between each application, you're going to end that one and go on to the next. Okay. Right. So that's one way to work. If you have little candles, like four-inch candles or birthday candles, you can use a needle or a pin to carve what you want on it in a spiral like a little barber pole. You know, mm-hmm. hire me, mm-hmm. um, hire me, pay me, you know, whatever it is. Look me over, mm-hmm. hire me, pay mm-hmm. me. And um, that's a very good way to adapt. Uh, another one is incense. If you have a, um electronic application and you don't want to be burning candles, maybe it's freaking you out to have candles in front of your computer, you can just use a little pot of incense. Yeah. Blend incense those three... Blend those three incenses together. Now, if the um, if the work you're going to do is the work of your hands, add a little five finger grass. You can add a little gravel mm-hmm. root, and you can burn this on charcoal. And you can make your own herbal incense by finding the herbs that are used for different uh, types of uh, conditions by going to hoodooatagance.html. And mm-hmm. uh, at hoodooatagance, you'll find all kinds of um, herbs and what they're used for, courtesy of Papa Newt, right? <laughs> who, who put them up. Right, Papa Newt? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, I'm a big fan of incense. I love incense when it comes to any type of electronic work. Uh, applications in the Internet, it's all kind of governed by air, so incense really works wonders there. Um, the same strategy, I mentioned something similar uh, a few episodes back. When it comes to uh, interviews. You can do something very similar. Now that the inter- many of these interviews are going to be done via Skype or Zoom or whatever, you can actually light a candle and place it just out of screen. Make sure that you have enough light on that the flicker of the candle doesn't you know, trip them up. Like, what is going on? Have you set your house on fire? No, no, it's just a candle. So keep nice lighting. Make sure that you're in some nice natural light so that you look good on camera. Make sure the natural light is shining on you. Make sure you dress your nice. Make sure you smile. Look into the camera, not at yourself is another, like, really good strategy. We're so used to, we're not used to the sort of camera on the computer screen. So whenever people are on Zoom, you can see that they're staring at themselves. 
Don't do that. Stare into the camera so that they can see those beautiful eyes of yours. But while you're doing that, have these candles in the background. Like Ms. Cat said, it can be a key light, a a four-inch candle. You can just put it just out of the edge of the candle off to the side so you're not, as you're moving your arms, you don't accidentally set yourself on fire. But you can see the light of the candle. They cannot. And give this interview by light of that candle. And this works really well to influence them. It works really well to help you stand out and shine through your interview. You can also, another really great strategy, is if you find out the name of your interviewer beforehand, write the names of the interviewers on a small piece of place it in your shoe. And as you're talking to them, Slightly tap your shoe. This exerts influence over them. They won't see you tapping your shoe. It won't come off as nervous. Unlike if you were in an office, if you tap a little bit, they're like, are you nervous? They won't see that because the computer screen hides your pajama bottoms anyway. So you can <laughs> tap your shoe very subtly every time. This is particularly well, and I teach my students to do this. When you are ending a sentence or when you are making a really good point, that's when you want to press down. If you can time, don't just tap randomly. If you can time your words to the tapping, that's going to really exert a good deal of influence on their mind. Mm-hmm. That's a very important thing It is. Um when you make a point, you want to anchor that point, and mm-hmm. um, having something in your shoe will help. If you don't, um, I, I I sometimes will just press with my finger on my own skin. Somebody pointed out that I had mentioned licking your finger and pinching out candles, and they said, no, no, you can do it without licking your finger. It really works, and I'm like, it depends on how thin your skin is. It hurts <laughs> me to do it. I can't do it. Um, so everyone do it their own <laughs> on that one. All you all you brave and tough skinned people, congratulations. You can pinch out a candle without licking your finger. <laughs> we all you know, all of these things are not people always ask, What are the rules? Do you have to lick your finger? Can you do you have to not lick your finger? It's not about rules. It's about pragmatism. <laughs> No, one thing I, I know, uh, Contraband made a comment about, you know, in your pajama bottoms. So I was like, no, even though it's online. And, and I get it, that is very um, alluring and such. But actually, just really actually dressed like you're going for the interview. Like yeah, just, absolutely. Because it really puts that effort into it uh, as well. And it, it really gets, changes your state, even though, yes, you're, you're mm-hmm. home, but it, it, it will change that. But I also like having that that name paper in the shoe. It's, it's fantastic. I also like even even before the pandemic. You know, I, I would have a client put a bay leaf, one in each shoe, so that way they're walking with success. They're walking with victory. Um, you know, a little two bay leaves. Just bring them out. Pray to those spirits. Wake them up. Tell them what you need that help with with what you're working towards and. Put them in your shoe and get a flat one, you know, those nice flat ones, not the ones that are kind of dried a little bit with a little raised edge or anything, but that's just those little things that can be, do, uh, can be done just to uh, get you going, get you that influence upon you. And even, you know, I'm, I'm looking, I have um, one camera that is not attached to the computer that I'm looking at it. I'm just like, you know, I could probably, um, you know, carefully anoint the edges of this. It does have a little light, uh, a circular light that's around the camera. I could probably mm-hmm. fix this a little bit and, and prepare it uh, additionally so that way it's, it's already uh, ready to go. 
Well, this goes to glamour magic, actually. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. uh, Madame Nadia is uh, my my favorite expert on glamour magic. Yep, the um, enchantress supreme. The enchantress, right? The gloss fox. Um, but that is a way to work is to enchant your camera, absolutely. And one of the things that we've been talking about is using oils and candles. I do want to put in a good word for incense. And um, there's, a, there's, there's a place for incense when you cannot use a candle and um, where you just want to smoke a room and, um, and, and just you know run the incense in the room, let it go out, and then enter the room. So you've entered a perfumed room. That's a very yeah. nice way to work if you're going to be working electronically. And there are um, other things that you can do with those incense ashes. For instance, when the incense is burned out, you could mix it with the gravel root and salt, right? So there's your mm-hmm. um, your, your little three-way combo. There are, again, a certain herbs that are used uh, that have a relationship to certain trades, and again, look them up. Um, always try to get as many allies if you can. If you're not a Catholic, you might want to um, search through the Psalms and or search through the rest of the Scripture that is not not Catholic-oriented, but just the regular Jewish and Christian Scripture um, for, um, you know, blessing the work of your hands. And uh, But, you know, if, for instance, you want to be a hairdresser, you might want to find a piece of scripture that talks about how beautiful hair is. And there are many of them. For some reason, the Bible has a thing about beautiful hair. And so you can, you can uh, think about those things. You want to become a loan officer? Look up um, some of the scripture about lending. And, and they're really they're good pieces of advice, too, particularly in the Proverbs and the Psalms. If you, want to have, if you don't know how to pray, it, there, it's very easy to use um, Google and just type in the words um, I, I just write. KJV, King James Version, <laughs> KJV, um, Scripture about fishermen. KJV, Scripture about um, loss. KJV, Scripture, and you'll find, now, not all of those sites will be good. Trust me, some of them will be really <laughs> lousy sites. You'll start to memorize which are the good sites, and those are the ones to go to. The bad ones will try to force a point of view um uh, you know, down your throat, you know, at the end of a red hot poker. So don't don't just ignore those sites. But you'll it's a very quick way if you have an actual interest in using scripture that way and searching for occupations and things like that. Um, you want a copy of Strong's Concordance. That is S T R O N G apostrophe S Strong's Concordance. It comes in the form of a book, and it is available completely on. Line and uh, Strong's Concordance lists every word in the Bible, every occurrence of that word. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to, um, oh, you know, become a, a gardener, you look up garden, there they all are, and you'll find something that'll be a prayer that you can use. Um, I'm a big fan of a petition packet. If you are doing an interview with a person, um, and you're going to be on screen. The the first thing that I would do is, in addition to, you know, you can have incense going, you can have candles going, 
But in your background, have a picture frame. You can have a picture frame of you on vacation, a picture frame of your family, whatever. Wherever you're interviewing, make sure that you have a background that is more than just a bland background. Something nice. And if you have one of those picture frames, then open up the picture frame, take out a piece of paper, and write Psalm 8. Psalm 8 is for job success and for victory in general. You're going to fold this up place it into an envelope. Into this envelope, you're going to put five finger grass, deer's tongue, bay leaf, and uh, a pinch of steady work. Take the envelope, place it in the back of the picture frame, close up the picture frame, and hang it up on your wall or put it up on your cabinet or whatever is in your background so that your interviewers will look at that background and will be influenced by that particular picture frame. Um, I also recommend that before you do any work, to really do a van van bath. And the reason I say this is because we're living in this really funky situation where simultaneously everything is kind of opened up for options and you have all this competition. Van van is a really good way of clearing out any gunk, any spiritual gunk or mess that has been kind of in your way, turning bad luck into good. It's a really good way to start any type of job getting work. So start with Van Van and then add in all the strategies we've mentioned from the candle look to the Baileys and the shoe to the incense to this picture frame packet. Start with that Van Van and then build upwards from there. Yeah, that's really good. Um, I like all, I like that um, start by cleansing because you never know what kind of spiritual gunk Mm -hmm. you have on yourself. So, um, Papa Newt, have you ever heard of um, ways of giving money to the poor as a way to get a good-paying job? I mean, that is a good uh, a good element, just because you know, uh, giving money to the poor. I, I mean, spiritually speaking, that is mm-hmm. is I, I find it very beneficial because. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you need help finding a job. These these folks are are needing help as well. So, give you know when you can, even in these tough mm-hmm. times. Um, like yeah, here in Omaha, we have folks that are you know on the uh, meridian and and you know ask for money. And there's times where I just don't got anything, but I at least acknowledge like I do see you. Um, mm-hmm. You know I don't have anything, but just give them that word if, you you know, you don't have anything. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, those little things, I think, because there's this thing that I notice, especially in in bigger cities, and every city has their own variations, but even the, the, lack of a better term, spirit of the city, if you will, um, takes note of that. I mean, there is, and this gets more deep, but I've, gosh, gosh, maybe a couple of years ago, started really doing research of, of the city of Omaha and the founders and, and those that have built the, you know, helped develop the city. And, and over time, I've created a little bit of a relationship with various ones. Others, I'm just like, no, you're too much of a jerk. I don't know. Don't need you mm-hmm. here. But even having that influence, um, additional you know, a present I, I found to be helpful. It, it's it, it takes time though. It, it takes time mm-hmm. um, if you're gonna yeah. explore this. Yeah, I I'm gonna throw in a couple other ones 
too, um, giving out money to the poor is really an old tradition in order to get more money yourself. Another one is carrying a lucky piece. Um, the the one that always comes to mind is these encased um, pennies, that encased uh, one cent coins that say "Keep me and never grow broke" on them. Um, that's a that those are good things to carry. And another one is fish ear bones. So now we're taking a leap back into a much older layer of hoodoo. So mm-hmm. fish ear bones are called lucky stones. They are not stones. They're sometimes called lucky rocks. Ma Rainey, the famous blues singer, um, sang a song, go, go to New Orleans to find me a lucky rock. They are not just found in New Orleans. You can find them in the Great Lakes. You can find them all up and down the Mississippi and just about every place. They come, they're the ear bones of um, drumfish, puppy drums, and, and a, a bunch of freshwater bass type fish. And uh, those come in pairs. There's a left and a right. And they have a huge reputation for job getting. They are considered um, I mean, among the older workers. They're very, very popular for getting a job. You need two of them. They should be a matched pair. And you uh, make a little packet with them, sew them into a little leather disc. You can put a little a dime between them and make it like a little hamburger because they are kind of the shape of a hamburger bun, but the size of a dime. And um, carry that. Those those are used. And some people, if they are looking for what I would call contract labor, they'll carry one of the, the fissure bones with them and keep the other one at home uh, because they're not looking for a steady job. They're looking for a day job, right? I just need to get picked up and get some work, trimming trees, and then I'm going to go back home. But if you're looking to be on the job, then you carry both of them with you. Lucky rocks. So, oh, that's very cool. That's very cool. Brought, yeah. brought out with some old school hoodoo there. Yeah, absolutely. That's very old school. Um, those um, fish ear bones, um, Onyx Rose says, I can see that. Fish equals money, especially koi fish. That's true. Mm. Um, and uh, the koi fish represents wealth in, in Asian um, uh, countries, and the two koi always represents success and and uh, they're very popular for uh, eating at new year's so that you'll have money through the new year the same way that in the american south people might eat um uh, collard greens and black eyed peas and and uh, cornbread so uh among uh, east asians eating koi or eating carp uh, fish mm-hmm. is, uh, mm-hmm. they don't have to be the colorful koi they can be any carp any any of the mm-hmm. carp family um and uh that is a um that is a way to bring money into the home there are a, a lot of um asian um amuletic asian and statuary asian pieces that have become quite popular in the african american communities of the west and east coast particularly the west coast and these oh, yeah. would be the lucky the lucky buddha money drawing buddha most people who have such a a statue are not actually Buddhists, uh, they, or even Taoists, or even Confucians. They're not even Asian. They just they like the lucky Buddha and um, rubbing the Buddha's belly for good luck. But it's to bring money. And, and there are um, statues. You can find them online. You can find them anywhere. And, and also wall hangings that would have uh, the koi mm-hmm. fish, the Buddha, the gold bullion, which is this kind of a, a shape that looks kind of like a, like a weird hat or boat shape. Um, mm-hmm. That is a gold used to be done, or cash coins, and those are used for bringing in luck to a business. Um, but you can also, if you have a lucky Buddha, people always say, "Well, rub the Buddha's belly, and you'll get money." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
you were living in the kind of one of the greatest eras of, of, of doing magical work with personal concerns around jobs, and that is going to be the Internet. Something that uh, every client and everyone who's doing job work should know is that every, every employer or most employers have some type of website where you can mm-hmm. get their logo where you can find out who the hiring manager is, where you can find out. These are ways of building these connections. You should be working on yourself, whether you're taking baths or you're lighting candles, but you should also be working on the company itself. Get the logo of the company and put that in a sweetening spell. Take the logo of that company and put it in a petition paper. Make sure that you're creating some type of link to the company that you want to work at. One really great way of of doing this physically is that once you have their logo, place it in a sugar jar, then take a little bit of that sugar, mix it with your footprints, go to the physical location of that job and sprinkle it in the four corners. You can do this at night so that you're not caught or you can do it during the day very casually. No one's going to wonder why you're sprinkling things out of your pocket. But you can do this, and it's a really great way of creating a connection. You have a connection vis-a-vis the logo that you have in your sweetening jar while simultaneously creating a physical connection through contact magic. Working in this way through a personal concern of the job and through contact magic is a very powerful way of influencing a company or to hire you. That's really good. That reminds me of one that I've talked about on the show before but does belong here, which is having your photo taken in front of the company logo. If it's one of those Mm, large companies, you know, like Google, there's this big thing that says Google in huge letters or whatever it might be, Verizon, and you want to work there, you go there, stand in front of it, and take your picture. And uh, or have someone take your picture, and you can bring your um, little offering there. That sugar, drop it, on, drop it by their uh, signage, and um, then bend down like you were tying your shoe and grab a little of their dirt and take it home to your altar. And you've made a link between them, and then you have a photo of you standing in front of them. You know, whatever it is, you know, um, whatever university you want to work at, whatever telephone company you want to work at, you have that link now to them. Also use the business card of the person who's going to be doing the job interviews. That's another one. Mm-hmm. Perfect. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot going on, folks. I mean, um, uh, yeah. just, just uh, and, you know, be, be gentle with yourself <laughs> during this time. It's, it's you know, it, there, there's a lot of stresses, but um, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. do the work. Keep yourself centered. Keep yourself, you know, whatever you have to do to, to, to at least uh, get into that place of, of calmness and, and do your work accordingly and go forward. Yeah. And have, you know, have confidence. You know, you are a child yep. of God and, um, you know, you have the, um, the deserving of wealth right and to happy. earn a living, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, deserving of wealth and happiness. Confidence is going to come off in your interviews. If you're nervous and awkward, that that energy is going to be picked up even if you're not in the room with one another. So Mm -hmm. a really good strategy, practice in advance. Practice in advance. Mm -hmm. Do your cleansing. Get that cleared out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you, Papa Newt. Um, This was a a very uh, topical and timely show and I hope we got a lot of good spells out there um, I think we're going to um, 
get to our first client. I just wanted to say to um, M. Natalia287, sorry, we can't get you in as a client because we've already client. So try again next week and uh, be sure you uh, sign up at the Lucky Mojo Forum and you'll be in the queue at the forum and that puts you ahead of being in the queue at the radio show. All right, let's turn this over to Evan. Stay tuned. The Lucky Mojo Hootie Root Work Hour with your host, Catherine Ironwood, Conjurman, and this week's special guest, Papa Newt. We'll be right back. Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com. And by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners, located online at readersandrootworkers.org. And by Hoodoo Psychics, the first psychic line run entirely by Hoodoo practitioners. Receive a reading with a trusted root worker instantly. Call 1-888-4-HOODOO or visit hoodoopsychics.com. And by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and talk to our client, who is Jame, calling from area code 504. Jame, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Excellent. Thank you so much for giving us a call today. Uh, and it uh, appears, as per your synopsis, you have not had a reading on the situation with either Miss Cat or Conjurmail. So I'm going to go ahead and read it for you. Jame writes, I lost vision in my left eye overnight, diagnosed with macular, wet macular degeneration in my left mm. eye induced by stress. After diagnosis, I retired from my position in real estate and was immediately prescribed strong meds for my stress slash anxiety. Despite injections in my eye once a month, my condition worsens. I'm an artist, but I've lost the inclination to resume my art since vision loss. If possible, please give insight into what's in store for me as I want fulfillment mm. in my own endeavors again. Turning it over to you, Ms. Kat. Wow. I'm so sorry to hear that, Jamey. I had uh, I had no idea. That's a terrible, terrible, terrible thing to have happen to you. Um uh, my own story is nowhere near as bad as yours, but I'm telling you, I've got cataracts now, and I can no longer even hardly see my keyboard, and I do Photoshop, and I'm seeing everything double and gray, and uh, it's very hard to enjoy doing art when you can't see well. I, I get it. It's not enough just to say to you, oh, cheer up, you can draw with one eye. It's not good enough to say that. It really sets you back. I'm hoping to get cataract surgery and maybe get back on, uh, you know, back to somewhat normal. So I really feel it, um, really feel it for you. That's a terrible thing. And you're only 37 years old. Wow. Okay. Um, um, I'm very, very sad to hear that. So first of all, I'm going to ask um, one question. What sign of the zodiac are you, Jamais? I'm a Pisces with oh um, Aquarius moon, Cancer rising. <laughs> hmm. I have Aquarius moon too. Well, Aquarius moon makes you adaptable to technology. I'm going to give you that. It might not medically oh, help wait, you. Oh, cat. Yes? Oh, it, I switched those around. Actually, it's a Cancer moon, uh, Cancer um, rising. Uh, Aqu- yeah, that's right. I had it right. I'm sorry. Aquarius moon, right. okay. yeah. Aquarius moon really does make good use of adaptive technology. And I speak as one who knows because I have an Aquarius moon. Cancer rising tends to make you a little bit more on the disastro-catastrophist scale. Um, people with cancer rising, when they have a health 
collapse tend to collapse more deeply. Pisces is very sensitive um, also. So a lot of um, uh, emotional fraughtness to the situation. Okay, your question was, um, uh, what can you... um, what can you what's in store and that you feel useless okay well we'll see what's in store uh card number 1 is a very good card and it's a a card that says there is there is a potential ahead of you that is very help, helpful and hopeful so this card is not a card about healing your body but it's more about making choices going forward um, as to how you are going to live. And the card is the high priestess. So uh, this is a woman who sits between two pillars, a white stone and black stone pillar. She has um, pomegranates behind her, which would stand for children. She has palms, which usually refers to a male com- companion. She's related to the moon. She has um, a triple moon crown. She has a cross. Uh, She has a Torah and another moon at her feet. And she's all dressed in water, which goes along with the fact that you have a Pisces sun and a a, a Cancer rising. So uh, one of the things that this talks about is working on your emotions and also seeing your inner, with your inner sight, your inner life, your inner sight is going to be important to you. Your wisdom is still yours. Whether you uh, draw or not, there's there's still life and there's still a lot of wisdom. You have an ability to teach others. She's sometimes considered a teacher. Okay. The card number two is a, a, um, a bit of a well, you know, it's going to. It tells me that this may not, you know, as far as the uh, visual aspect of this, it may not be um, perfect, and um, it's going to be what it is. It's the Two of Swords. Now, funny thing about this card in my deck, it's the same woman who's the High Priestess, and this here she is with a blindfold around her head, and she has her arms crossed across her chest like an X. And she has swords in each hand and the moon behind her. Still related to the moon, but in a more difficult position. You might want to start thinking about what it is you can do without your acute eyesight. Um, Now, you're an artist. Can I ask a question? Is your art hand-drawn art? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Visual, uh, multimedia, oil, watercolor, acrylic, all that (laughs) Mm-hmm. Well, um, there are a couple of ways to deal with this with decreasing vision. I had one friend who had macular degeneration and got it at a young age like you, and um, it was in, it apparently inherited. It ran in his family. He went from doing very fine line art to doing larger oil pieces, but um, he found that he could work with the computer better because he could get in at the pixel level or at any level he needed to to do the art. And that's how I work, by the way, on my art. So this card is a, is a card that says you, you're, going, you're going to feel pretty sad here in the mid-range of 
time. The mid-scale is there's this feeling like, who can I be if I don't see, right? How will I find my way? How will I be defended? And um, um, water is uh, used in both of these cards. You might want to consider some idea of bathing your eyes with holy water or some special water of... um, associated with better eyesight. The herb Eyebright, for instance, it's not going to medically necessarily be the cure that you would hope for, but Eyebright is a good spiritual cure, and I have used it for my vision problems. The uh, to, to put my my spirit in a better place. And the third card I have here is actually a very lovely card. It's the Ten of Cups. So this is a card of family, and you mentioned that you're uh, you, you know, your husband um, is, you know, supportive, and you have um, uh, children, and this is very good. This card is um, a card of looking at the rainbow, looking on the bright side of life. The ten cups are the the most cups you can have, the most love, the the fulfillment of your dreams. I would say that you're going to be having to do some spiritual work here. And I don't, unfortunately, see a cure immediately for the eye condition, not with that middle card, but that that spiritually there will come a time when you will feel released from um, sad feelings and you will feel happy again. And whether your eyesight returns to what it was or not, you'll still have a, a very beautiful life. Okay. I'm um, going to turn this over to Papa Newt to do a reading. All right. Thank you. It's a pleasure to meet you. Um, Now, I am reading with the Tarot de Marseille, at least the the major arcana, just to see what's going on. And the very first card I have is the uh, the card of the stars. Here, this is a woman who is naked underneath the stars, pouring jugs of water, one into into the little lake or river in front of her, and then one onto the ground. The star is about remove, you know, it's like removing uh, covers or limits. It's kind of like looking, honestly, a new way, a new perspective is 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 going to be necessary. And I'm going to tell you up front, with somebody who has uh, grown up with uh, a, de- a developmental disability, and I love to draw, I love art, I love painting, there was a time, because I didn't know what was going on and hard to hold things, that I stopped. I stopped, because it, it just was so much. But I had to learn how to do things differently to be able to still do this. And also this makes me think of there was an episode of Bob Ross where one of his viewers was colorblind and he demonstrated how to still paint, you know, if you're colorblind Mm -hmm. or in a grayscale. You know, there's options out there. And it's also not to look at what other people are doing. Look at what you can do and, 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 you know, develop it yourself. Because the next card I do have is the temperance. Uh, now, now temperance, I believe, is this naked lady that is, is you know, um, she just put back on her clothes, put back on her wings. Now she has these jugs pouring, you know, the, this water, this new water back and forth, finding that balance, finding that, that temperament of, of this new challenge, but also finding this new beginning. Because it's not the end. It is just truly 
the beginning of a new way. Because the chariot is the last card I have here for you. And yes, there's challenges on our path of, of life, but this is showing that you can be moving forward, that even though we have this, this current challenge in place, this is not going to stop you. Um, so I really encourage you to keep going, try new things, and I, I see you going going further with your heart. Hmm. That's a that's a nice nice uh, uh, connection you made between the star and temperance. I really like that. The lady with pouring out the two jugs and then pouring from one jug to another. That's very sweet. Um, all right. Well, let's turn this over to Conjurman Ali, and he's going to design some spell work for you. Yeah, Jamie. First of all, I'm, I'm so sorry to hear of your of your difficulties. Uh, I think this is the second time we've read for you, and both times have been quite tricky. Um, and so you're you're clearly going through some ish, uh, as as we say. And and so my thoughts are with you. Uh, quick clarification mm-hmm. question, if you don't mind. Uh, you said you were a uh, Cancer rising, or uh, was it a uh, Aquarius rising? Cancer rising. Okay, so you were your Cancer rising. So if you're Cancer rising, that means that uh, Scorpio governs your your fifth house, and Sagittarius mm-hmm. governs your mm-hmm. sixth house. So Sagittarius, uh, for health matters, means that Jupiter is the the ruler. You do have the ability to bounce back. The, I would work with um, Jupiter oil in this regard. Uh, this is the reason I asked about it. And then with uh, Scorpio, uh, you know, governing your fifth house of creative matters, I wouldn't be surprised if your art takes a turn from this experience. You may feel unmotivated right now, and you may feel that things are difficult. But one of the things that Scorpios have a, have a unique ability uh, is that they take their trauma difficulties and whatever, and they channel it into either a hobby or some type of expressive experience. You quite see that quite frequently with them. So that might be something that you end up seeing in your art later on, that the experience of eye loss, the experience of sight may show up in the work that you do. It may even change the medium that you work with. So I'm going to incorporate some of this in in magical work that I'm going to recommend to you. Um, I I should note uh, that Jupiter is often referred to as the blind sage in medieval Mm -hmm. treatises. So there is a a connection to the ruler of your sixth house and blindness, even though technically Sagittarius is about the size. Um, But what I would start with for you is start with a deep cleansing. Get some rue, agrimony, brew it into a tea, add a couple drops of Florida water, and bathe yourself in this. You, just the experiences you've talked about and what little we know here on the show indicates to me that there's some emotional buildup. It may not be a cross condition, and that may not be curses or whatnot. This may be, be entirely natural. But our emotional state has uh, an effect on our body, right? When you are suffering, when you're hurt, when you're feeling that pain, there is a spiritual reflection. It reflects out through the spirit and the soul, and doubly so because you're a cancer rising. You all feel stuff very strongly, right? There's a very intense feeling there. So I want to start off with something. The Florida water is a really good perfume addition that will raise up your spirit. So ruin agrimony to clear out any blockages, remove any evil eye situations, kind of any type of negativity. And Florida water, a couple drops on there to really lift up the spirits. It 
it's really good for instances like this. I have found that when people are in a state where they're finding themselves lethargic or difficult to move forward, this particular bath works well to kind of lift things up. Once you've done that, what I want you to then do when the moon begins to wax is to write down, and then there's a new moon today, if I'm not mistaken, uh, new moon in Leo, so this is a good time this week to start uh, with with some, some root work. Write down the future that you want on a piece of paper. Write in the affirmative. I am motivated. I am healthy. I am productive, and I am fulfilled, or some derivation of what I've mentioned here. Place this on a table, altar, whatever you're going to be working with over the next few days. On top of it, place a single bay leaf, a pinch of sarsaparilla for happiness. You're going to put a small master root, a small angelica root, and a small John the Conqueror root. These three roots will form the bones of this packet that you're going to be making. Angelica to bring the healing power of the angel, John the Conqueror, to help you overcome, and Mastery to give you mastery over everything. Then add a little pinch of sage. Now, around this little setup with the paper with all these herbs on it, you are going to place three candles in an upside-down triangle formation. Three orange candles that you are going to anoint. I'm sorry, one uh, uh, orange candle, one purple candle, and one uh, white candle. The purple candle you will anoint with Jupiter oil. The orange candle you will anoint with sun oil. And the white candle you will anoint with Van Van oil. You're going to set this up, light these candles, and pray over this setup. Lord, grant me the power to overcome my difficulties. Grant me the strength that I may overcome what has been set before me, the challenges that I am facing. Grant me the strength to be motivated. Give me the creativity. Give me the energy. Give me the motivation that I may once more create just as you are the creator above. Pray over this and let the candles burn down. Take the herbs, paper, and everything and place it into a small flannel bag. You're going to place it in that small flannel bag, pray your prayer into the bag, tie it up three times, and then anoint it with that Jupiter oil, that sun oil, and that Van Van oil. Keep this mojo bag on you. It will be your ally when you are feeling down, when you are feeling difficult, when you need help, when you need healing, and when you need motivation. Reach out and physically touch it. Hold it and pray over it. Once a week, keep it fed, hide it from the sight of others, and keep it on you always. It will be your ally. I think you need a physical mojo bag to help ground this situation for you. That's my recommendation. We have a minute left, so let's see if Papa Newt or Miss Cat have anything further to add. Well, I want to say Thank two you. things. Thank you, Papa Newt, for coming back on and posting all those links like you always used to do <laughs> when you were an announcer. I love it when you do that. And number two, fish oil. Um, the temperance card that Papa Newt got, and I got two, uh, the High Priestess and the Two of Swords that are both water-oriented. Um, I recommend fish oil for anybody who has that. And it so happens that fish oil is also recommended for macular degeneration, so there's an, um, a kind of correlation there. I'd just add that to my diet. And um, that's all I have to say. No, I, I have added that to my diet. Thank you, Miss Cat. Oh, 
Yeah. And I thought I saw you post in the chat that you're also working with St. Lucie, and that's that's wonderful. Um, you know, she's yeah. a wonderful saint to at least uh, keep your prayers to, and yeah, best of luck to you. Yeah, St. Saint, Saint Lucie is great for the eyesight and eyebright herb, as I mentioned before. All right, wow. Well, that was um, um very interesting reading, and... Um, now, we're going to go to our network schedule announcement from the Global Network of Gins. <laughs> the LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Fridays 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. Now it's time to go to our free spell segment with Papa Newt of PapaNewt.com. Take it away, Papa Newt. All right. So, of course, you know, saints are my thing, and there is one saint that I did talk about one Hoodoo Heritage Festival during the luck panel, because um, he is good for that, but he's also really excellent for helping to, to find a job, promote a job, and uh, that is Saint, uh, saint uh, Kehitan. Um, I always trip up on his name, sorry about that, but I would say get yourself like an pr- image of him, a prayer card. Um, optional, you can get yourself some ears of wheat, um, that's just optional if not necessary. Uh, holy oil or steady work oil, or even an all saints oil if you have it. Uh, a white candle, like an, a six inch operatory candle is fine, and a candle holder, a white plate, and also a copy of your resume. Um, you know, place uh, the, your resume down on, on the table you're working, place the, t- the plate on top of, of that copy of your resume, and anoint that candle with, with, the, with the oil in, in, in St. Kitchen's name, and place the candle in a holder in front of, of his image. Now, the, the, the wheat is there just because he has this association with wheat because in especially in uh, Argentina, that's is said that one of his miracles was there was a major drought and somebody placed wheat in front of his image and, and a couple of days later there was enough rain that helped to get rid of the drought and so that's just a nice little imagery uh, and if, if you can't get your hands on a prayer card or anything you know, you can go to like a craft store sometimes they will have these wheat ears that you can use as a focal point um, now on on the on the day i like to say to start this work on the day you want to start working like if you want to be working monday okay start on monday at the hour you want to work at do you want to start at 9 a.m. okay start this work at 9 a.m. do you want to work in the evening or in the afternoon start it at that time but Start the work lighting the candle and saying a prayer. And the one I like is is a prayer. I mean, you can say a, a novena and work those novenas, but I like this prayer that I have on the back of a prayer card, which is Glorious St. Catherine, uh, claimed by all people to be the Father of Providence. Because you provide miraculous aid to all in need, I stand here before you today asking that you present to the Lord our God the request that I uh, uh, confidently place in your hands today. And then stay 
state your petition, stated what it is you're, what you're seeking. May these graces that I now request help me to always seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, known that God who dressed, dressed with beautiful flowers of the field and abundantly feeds the birds of the sky will give me all other things. Amen. And of course, you can go the total Catholic thing and do the three Our Fathers, three Hail Marys, and three Glory Bees. Now, once you're done working this prayer, snap the candle out. You know, spend that time praying, but snap it out in between those times of working it. Because you do want to do this like once every hour. Because, you know, that's when you want to be working. When you're working, you have the dedications of the job. So be dedicated to this work. So in between those times, apply for jobs. You know, continue uh, uh, doing this work and continue doing this over a number of five days. Um, now, if you happen to get a response for interviews, go ahead and get that set up. If it's the same day, don't worry about doing the work. If it's going to counter the, the hour you're going to be needing to do it, just go get it done, uh, be, it, be it on Zoom nowadays. Um, but either way, get the, uh, you know, I say here, uh, business cards or even dirt from the location, which you can still do, but even the, the logo of the business to place upon that, that plate. And you keep working this until you obtain your job, uh, receive a job. Now, I, like I said, it's not necessarily to give little offerings per se with saints, but I do kind of like it a little bit. Um, I will give a little bit of a whole grain uh, bread, like a little slice. And also on the first time you get your paycheck, at least 10% of your paycheck to be donated to the poor in his name, because that's one of the biggest things that he did during his life was to help the, the poor. And he even uh, started what is now known as the Bank of Naples, which is still running to this day. Um, and also place this image of the saint, like the little image or the prayer card within the heart of your home, just to keep that, that blessing, keep that, that prosperity flowing into your place. And that's what I got there for you. Wow, you're always such a font of wisdom about these saints about whom I know very little. <laughs> so, ears of wheat, very that's good. wonderful. Whole grain bread, I love it. That's just adorable. Um, the only thing I would add is um, there's another, if, if you do um, handwork, there's a saint who is also used, and that is uh, St. Joseph the Worker. And that is used um, mm, yeah. car- carpenters. And St. Joseph the Worker is often used for people who want to get work in what would be called the building trades. And um, he would work. He works well with other saints. <laughs> you know, there are saints who don't like other saints. St. Joseph <laughs> works with everybody. So if you were in the building trades, you might add his thing. He also, strangely enough, is associated with bread. That's what made me think of him. Um, on St. Joseph's feast day, people make um, carpenters' tool, bread loaves in the form of carpenters' tools. So, right. And he's also associated with mojo beans, um, fava mm-hmm. beans, or um, lucky beans. So, yeah, that's that's wonderful. Thanks for bringing us another yes, interesting welcome. saint. <laughs> yes, fond of old, real cool, quick. old cool saints. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. fascinating just to look at their story. And his feast day was yesterday, which I love the time frame with, with you know, mm. it's starting to get into this harvesting season and, and, uh-huh. and such. So that, it's just fascinating. Yeah, that's really neat. Well, um, I love having you on to have you talk about saints. I know you know about a lot of other things too, but um, folks, if you need an air reader, and uh, you are Catholic and want to learn about saints, Papa Newt is your go-to guy. And, um, Seriously. He, 
<laughs> seriously and there are there are of course many many hundreds of catholic saints some better known than others but papa newt um has a real grasp of this and i a very sincere worker and a uh, I've been to his workshops, and they've all been good. So thank you very much, Papa Newt, for bringing us St. Catajan, someone I should like because his name starts with cat. <laughs> <laughs> I like that I like that policy. Oh, yes. Well, I I first ran across that back in the old days. I was reading a book on occultism, and there's this lady named... Um, Lady Caithness. Have you ever heard of Lady Caithness? Mm-hmm. Well, she was a, a patron of some British occultists. And I thought, Lady Caithness, I'm going to call myself Caithness now. And I, for about three weeks, I decided I changed my name from Catherine to Caithness. But after that, I started just checking out everybody who had cat in their name. Just a funny thing. So Catagen, somebody new for me. All right. Well, there's our music, and that means that Evan is going to come on and read us our rights <laughs> and then we'll all come back if there will be a little time I'll make a little bit more announcement and then we'll all say goodbye so take it away Evan Lionheart Thank you Ms. Cap and Conjuran and Papa Newt of com for being our guests this week join us next week when our special guest will be Catherine Ironwood on Down Home Sex Magic The Lucky Mojo Hoodie Root Work Hour was brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California you can find Ms. Cat via the Lucky Mojo forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Conjurman at conjurmanconsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Evan Lionheart, joining you from evanlionheart.com in New Jersey. The Lucky Mojo Hoodie Root Work Hour can be heard every week live on Block Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archives via luckymojo.com forward slash radio show HTML. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you will hear the familiar strength of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band at Walls. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you, Evan. Now, if you didn't get your uh, chance to be a client on this show today, just sign up at the forum and uh, you can get in ahead of the line. <laughs> So that what he said is true. Go to the forum and sign up. Uh, September 11th and 12th is going to be the Hoodoo Heritage Festival. So be sure that you uh, get your tickets now, hoodooheritagefestival.com. You'll get books. You'll get um, workshop tools. There will be PDF flyers, lecture notes. There will be live chat with the uh, presenters. There'll be video presentations. It's going to be a glorious get-together. All members of AIR, all members of AIR have been given comp tickets. Now, we don't know if they're all going to show up, but even those who are not presenting workshops will probably show up because, hey, they want a free ticket, and they will um, be there to answer questions, too, and there will be readers, and you can sign up and get a reading in between the programs. All right. That's it. Good night. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night.